When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tom tells Cousin Greg, the, uh-huh. the despicable Cousin disgusting. Greg. Disgusting. Disgusting. truly disgusting. Do you feel validated, by the way, with your Cousin Greg take? This episode feels like uh, this was in direct response. Is to... this your king, Internet? <laughs> Is this who you stand, Cousin Greg? Your hero? Your lovable Cousin Greg? R to the O-B. And Josh Wiggler talking about succession. One podcast per week, C. R to the OB. And Josh Wiggler talking about succession. Podcasting like Bozos makes some noise. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's the Rob and Josh Show here on Post Show Recaps, talking about the final season of succession all season long. I'm Josh. This is Rob, and today we are talking about the final season premiere of Succession, The Monsters. Hi, Rob. Uh, Josh, on tour, ready to go. We're ready to go. Rob, you're a good guy. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, Josh, you're my, you are my pal. You are my pal. You're you my, are best my pal. pal. Yeah. You're my yes. best pal. Yes. Rob, we're back. Here it is. We're back. Succession has returned. We're recording a couple days out from the final season premiere. We are just two of the 2.3 million people Podcast. who watched. <laughs> the numbers may be yeah. varying out, but that's correct. Uh, 2.3 million viewers of the final season premiere of Succession the Monsters. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, Succession is like it's an accolades show more than it's a viewership show, I think. Mm-hmm. But like the viewership is so loud. We're about in the know. It. We're in the yeah. know. Yeah, this we is, know. This is our thing. We know what's up. We know this what's is our up. thing. Yeah. It is if the you're here, most if you're here, you know. It's the it's the most watched episode of Succession ever. Uh these are the these are the numbers that are literally pouring in as of I think five minutes ago, uh before we hit record even. Mm-hmm. This is very new. This is according to Variety. It's a two point three million viewership on Sunday, uh, across linear viewers as well as streams on HBO Max. It is a 33% improvement from the previous series high, which was the season mm-hmm. three finale. Yeah. Uh, and Variety goes on to say that uh, uh, that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is saying that Succession has uh, been upticking with rewatch numbers in the lead up to season four, that the streaming audience over the last week is four times larger than it was the week before. Sure. I think that uh, the Warner Brothers Discovery should be thanking Post Show Recaps disgust- for that. Real disgusting brothers, am I right? That's right. The Warner Brothers Disgusting <laughs> Brothers. Uh, they should be thanking us. We did the Daily Succession it. rewatch. It's on us. I think that's our thing. bump. Yeah. Okay. Exciting. Well, look, I-, I love it so much. I'm so happy that we're here. I'm so glad that we're doing this. Kudos to you, Josh Wiggler, uh, that uh, writing away, in addition to all your podcasting, uh, landing uh an interview uh this week uh with jeremy strong yeah uh, it's so, super impressive i was so i i so some people may know that i've been in the journalistic trenches for uh, many moons uh for gosh i don't want to say that it's close to two mm-hmm. decades but it is closer to two decades than one at this point uh some time spent away from those trenches as we've been uh, you know really like grinding gears here on post show recaps but they they came calling uh the, those vibes they called me back for house of the dragon now i'm back with my friends at thr for succession and jeremy strong was like the first major interview i've done in two years something like that i was terrified I was so yeah, scared. Really? He's, he's throwing like you back of, into the deep end of the lake, right? Really? And listen, when it comes to like going into the deep end of any body of water on succession, it doesn't always go terribly well. Yeah. Uh, but it went great. It was really fun. Uh, really fun to talk about Jeremy Strong, uh, talk with Jeremy Strong about Jeremy Strong, I suppose. Uh, talking about Kendall Roy uh, and his role in the premiere and the premiere in general. 
and yeah, really fun, uh, fun interview. You can check it out. Uh, I have it linked uh, to my author page, postshowrecaps.com slash THR. If you want to check it out, uh, Jeremy Strong saying, uh, basically, enjoy this moment, folks, because uh, the darkness, it's on its way. Uh, this is a very victorious episode of Succession for the Siblings, but how long will that victory hold, I think, mm-hmm. is an open question. I have an open question for you, Rob. Yeah. What did you think of the final season premiere? Yeah, I thought it was a, a really fun start to get back into everything. But based off of like sort of like the super tease at the end of the episode, it seems like uh, that there is a, a lot more drama to come. And I did a rewatch of uh, the episode this morning yeah yeah and I, I just do wonder if you know oh it seems like okay the kids uh got one over on Logue, and he is uh sort of like okay on on the back foot but you know i feel like that the kids they bid 10 million dollars 10 billion dollars for the, the biggest number i don't think they have 10 billion dollars uh, i mean going back to like what they were saying it's not like that maybe they had three yeah i don't know where the other seven was gonna come from they did say the biggest number but i do wonder if like this is not quite a done deal do they dundee uh they do have the biggest number on the board i think that it's mentioned in the episode that they're really banking on the gojo sale and their portion of uh the gojo sale but But, uh, i think they said that that their portion of the gojo sale was three yeah, well, then I think that that like adds on to whatever treasure pile they have from all of their various and sundry Roy endeavors and connection to their father. So, like, I think that that stacks. The question though is like, is are they going to have that? I think that this is something that we got into on the live recap that we did on the YouTube's. If you want to check that out, that's uh, now available for anyone uh, to watch. Posterrecaps.com slash YouTube. Um, that one of the things that we got into was Logan Roy at like. The end of his life here, you know, whether or not we're going to lose him this season or not, he's clearly really, you know, right there at the end. He's thinking about it. Is this a guy who is going to um, potentially explode the Gojo deal just to spite his kids? Like, I feel like that is very much on the table. And so Hmm. they're really depending on this money for this uh, this PGM acquisition, Rob. I don't know that I I love that for the kids. Like, I feel like the Gojo deal, which is 48 hours away in succession time, uh, does not feel like a done deal to me. Uh, Interesting. Would Logan, like, scrap the... I I mean, I guess he would do anything, um, but, I mean, it's just, it's it's so convoluted. And honestly, like, I feel like that succession is much more i think and i don't know if we've ever talked this through uh or maybe this is where it all originated about uh plot show versus vibe show, show. Yeah. and i don't think we're supposed to worry too much about this like i think it's much more about the vibes uh than the plot and who even cares the you know the thing that i sort of like uh, my takeaway this morning was like literally like any plot point that you could imagine I feel like that they could just explain away with a line of dialogue on the right. show. Like any like opinion pivot you want them to have of like, they could basically just sort of like uh, have the cognitive dissonance to just like uh, explain anything on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that uh, this has come up over the last week or so. Certainly uh, it has been a topic of conversation uh, on the podcast and it's been brought up uh, in uh, in my in my Twitter mentions. Shout out to Donna uh, at Donna I Walker on on Twitter, uh, who had questions about like the timeline, the timeline of succession. And, Don't like, worry we, about it. Here we are again at Logan Roy's birthday. So is it a year that's passed? Has it been more than that's passed since the start of the show? And one year. I think, I, that's that's where I'm at. I think that it maps out totally fine as as a year, but I think that it's worth pointing out to to your point that Jesse Armstrong, the creator of the show, uh, in an in an old interview that he did with the New Yorker when he announced that this was the final season, he was asked directly, "Has it been a year that's passed or longer?" Uh, and this is what Jesse Armstrong says. He says, "I like everything having real life models and examples, but the time frame is where I have to hold my hands up and say, look." TV. Don't worry about it. Just really hard. Yeah. Uh, it's also he, like 2018. If yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, he says we've been doing the show for six or seven years. People have aged, which is not even an election year. Yeah. Yeah. 
the story moves at a pace that the story mm-hmm. demands. He says, I think there's probably been a couple of years that's elapsed in story time, but to an audience and indeed to ourselves as writers, it feels rather longer, but the show has to live in a weird TV reality. So if that's his mm-hmm. explanation about like time being a soup, I do think that that speaks more uh, to your point of like, I think at least creatively yeah. succession is being viewed as it's, it matters so much more about what you're feeling as an audience member than trying to, you know, answer a puzzle. I mean, the puzzle answering is sort of the reason mm-hmm. for the podcasts to exist. Yeah, so I mean, like this is that. a podcast that is a lot of times for people who uh, watch other people make 3D models of uh-huh. puzzles and practice them at their house and then That's go do right. them on TV. So that I think people are very like, uh, like, oh, but what is the puzzle? Because I need to make a 3D model of it at my house to practice. Yeah. But in this case, don't worry about it. Yeah. Do you think that if you were to go on succession, it would uh, benefit you to practice deal making first, like uh, 3D print some no, deals no, this is, what, what is deal making? It's like, <laughs> you know, F you uh-huh. give me six. No, yeah. I'm gonna I actually think it's no. F.O. Uh, yeah. F off. I do. No. Yeah. Nothing uh, is real on succession. All right. So I have a, I have a lot of uh, vibey types of things yeah. for you, Rob, talking about this episode and one that wasn't even on my list, but you said it and it has been nagging at me uh is i think it's the first time i've ever heard him called logue multiple times in the episode yeah this and it's all it's uh it's all from tom uh tom calling him logue i thought that he also got called logue by carrie is this a new thing is like logan people in the inner circle they're trying to start a thing around the office like uh, the people that are in the know call him logue I just rewatched the whole show. I don't remember a single time people called him Logue. And I feel like I would have clocked that because it was so strange to hear him called Logue. Mm -hmm. Is this like a late life crisis? Is this an (laughs) end of life crisis? My children have abandoned me. I'm starting over. My company is leaving. I'm taking ATN. I'm taking Pierce. And you're calling me Logue now. And we're going to go. Is that part of this? Logue, is this like when you call Malcolm Malk? This is like no one else does this. Who's calling him Logue? Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that's short for a Logan? Log. Log. Yeah, yeah Log's no good. So you would the... rather call him Gan? Hmm. No, there's really maybe, not. Maybe a the thing L to the short. OG really stuck on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hard maybe he, do you think that he actually misses Kendall so much that he's been listening to L to the OG and Logue has kind of been incepted as a nickname? I do think he does miss the, having the kids around. I mean, I think that that very much is very clear from yeah. uh, this first episode. Yeah. Were you sad for Logan in this episode? This is the saddest I have felt for him for sure. Um, I, I don't know if I was felt sad for him, but, you know, he definitely felt like that he did miss you know having that sort of like uh you know relationship uh with at least like one of the kids like i mean typically the history of the show is like there's always like at least one of them's in the doghouse yeah and one of them's like uh see this is what they do dad you know one of them's like in the good graces and it's always like shifting of like who's in the hot seat and then uh, you know who's in dad's you know uh like looking good in dad's eyes and this is like the first time that, I mean, all he had was Connor and I don't even think he talked to him. No, uh, not really. Yeah, uh, that's got to be hard for for Connor to like, not only is he now like the last child standing on his father's side, that's still not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that still doesn't fill the fill the void in, in yeah. Logan's soul. You know, I'm sure it felt good at one point for Connor to be uh, part of the 1%, but no, like uh, now he's, he's holding on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hang, hanging tight for dear life. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think like the episode, it's obviously a big meditation in a lot of ways on Logan Roy facing down the barrel of the gun. You know, he's getting older. He knows it. He's getting closer and closer. He has to consider, uh, the end of things that, you know, he can't deal make his way out of the restrictions of the human condition. And he's talking to his only friend left Colin all about it. Uh, Colin, good guy, Colin, Rob. Good pal. Uh, what did you think of this scene where Logan is wondering, is there anything left 
Is this it? Yeah. I feel like Colin got a real star turn in this episode. Now, is Colin the same security officer that like confronts Kendall yes. about uh, all, all the stuff? So yeah, he's yeah. the what he knows about the boy. He knows about Andrew Dodds, the waiter that Kendall, uh, uh, you know, was was there for on the yeah. on the wedding night. Uh, but so I feel he, like this is yeah. the first episode that he's like prominently mentioned by name. He, it, it comes up every once in a while, but this is by far his most prominent appearance. Yeah, no question. Like, Colin has been, uh, like, a background character, a background drifter. He's had some moments. That moment where he confronts Kendall that you're talking about in season three is, uh, I believe that's the disruption is that episode, mm-hmm. uh, is, like, uh, like, a chilling moment when a yeah. security guard goes up to Kendall's like, I know you, is terrifying. Mm-hmm. But here you have Colin, like, he is the scene partner in what should go on Brian Cox's highlight reel uh, of like one of the greatest scenes that not just on succession, but Brian Cox has ever been involved in. Uh, Mm -hmm. So a huge thumbs up for Colin uh, in certainly his highlight reel has just taken a turn after this episode. Is this the beginning of is Colin Colin styles played by Scott Nicholson, Rob is Colin going to be the successor? I think so. I think so. (laughs) But it'll sit on the iron throne at the end of this. It'll be better than Bran for Uh sure. Yeah. Um, Josh, are you sad that the hundred isn't coming together? I'm a little disappointed that the hundred isn't coming together. I think you had a shot at the hundred. I, I, I think, think you could I have been like a, like a, oh, and the hundred, just a big big announcement. Josh Wiggler is going to be hosting the yeah. the hundred uh, prestige TV podcast. You don't think that you and I could have like co bylined a spot on the hundred? I feel like this is one of the ways they would have been able to cheat and have like more than a hundred people. Is like a couple of those slots were like pairs. I feel like mm. you and I could have done. I feel like we still could if we ever wanted to do like a master class. Okay. Well, all right. First off, a couple things. I think we would pro- probably want to rebrand to the hunch. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what they're missing right yes. now. Like yes. as they're trying to come up with like the logo and everything, like mm-hmm. a rebrand to the hunch. Yeah. Yeah. If and... we were just one one hunch uh, of the hunch, I'd be stoked on that piece of pie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that'd yeah. be good. I think it would have been uh, would have been cool. Did you see that the list of the people who were on the hunge has been made available? No. Um, so here's the thing. I don't know if this is real or if this is just a very funny uh, uh, listicle uh, that has been created by the staff of Vulture. But this mm-hmm. is an article on Vulture.com. Who are successions? The hundred. The story says, check out this indispensable bespoke media hub that's got the top minds in every field from Israel, Palestine to AI to Michelin restaurants. High calorie info snacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who are the hundred personalities that you are to put on your pitch deck? Here's who. And then they go through a hundred different names. But there's nowhere in here that tells me that this is a parody there's nowhere in here. Are that they tells, real? The real I people? I don't know. I have yeah. not been able to verify. Well, the people are real. I have not been able to verify if this is like somewhere in the fine print of the episode or if this is just a ridiculous thing on Vulture. But among the names, the very first name on the hunge, according to this Vulture list, is Finn Wolfhard of Stranger Things oh. uh, has made the list. I tried to see uh, Malk, but not uh, Malcolm Freeberg. Malk Gladwell. Yeah. is on the list here. Uh, Beanie Feldstein is coming in at 35. Uh, Meghan Markle has shown up. Lin-Manuel Miranda. So a bunch of names that maybe mm-hmm. you would expect. Stormy Daniels them? Stormy Daniels coming in at 69 makes you feel like this list isn't real. Mm-hmm. I feel like that mm-hmm. doesn't, that doesn't yeah. strike me as... Uh, 93 is notable. 90- I, I'll, I'll ask ChatGPT to work on the real hunge. 93 is uh, Parvati from Survivor. Uh, is For real? How she is listed. Yes. Yeah. Parvati from Survivor. Uh, it's a joke list. Is 93 on the hunch. Uh, mm-hmm. so. she, she's written some blogs in the past. Yeah. She could be great. She could be great on there. Uh, yeah. There's a bunch of Annas in a row. Annas and Annies. Yeah. This isn't real, but it's great. It's great. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fun. A uh, very fun list of the hunch. Do you think that the Roy siblings made a huge mistake by abandoning the hunch for 
an actual existing media brand to start their new empire? Was this a good pivot or a bad pivot? I think it was a bad pivot. I think that it's sort of like the, you know, uh, more evidence that they cannot, as Logan said, they've never had an original idea ever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately they just are trying to copy, you know, what their dad is doing. And they really, I think that the biggest appeal of going for, uh, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, Pierce empire is because, you know, dad is interested in it. And so, I think that that's, uh, you know, what what they want to do. It's like everything is like twofold. Sure, like they, maybe they have some interest, but they don't really actually want to do any work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the thing that's, there's a lot in this episode where like first glance, because Succession has kind of inoculated you to some of the horrible nature of these characters, because otherwise, who are you going to root for if you can't like get over that to some degree? Uh, so like, you're over that to some extent. And then you're watching these three siblings who have, uh, have ruined a lot of lives along the way, but they've been wrecked so many times. Mm -hmm. You see them get one over on their horrible father, who's somehow even worse than the three of them combined. And finally, like it's at long last. I can't believe they took something like they took the ball away. Like Logan Roy is Charlie Brown. They're Lucy for the first time. And it's a big deal. And that's an exciting moment. But I think like under scrutiny, it is potentially a questionable business decision. But I think also a lot of it speaks to just as like reminders of when you really think about it, these people are also still very rotten. They are uh, they're very quickly abandoning this idea that they've spent months and months and months of getting people to work on in the matter of like two hours. They're like, yeah. nah, that's done. Josh, all that's I, all I that mean, time and money is you, for nothing. You rewatched uh, the whole show. I mean, go back to like uh, with the season two premiere, The Hamptons, where like there's like this incredible like seafood dinner that's yes. uh, that, and you and it's all the workers are all working on everything, and then Logan says it's been in the stink. Uh -huh. uh, we're getting pizza, and yeah. they throw out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of seafood that's been like incredibly, you know, prepared. Or like uh, shitty Hamptons pizza. Yeah. Uh -huh. I would have to eaten some of the shrimp out of the garbage. I think yeah. I would have been like, going like, oh, this one. I think I might have drawn the line at garbage shrimp. I don't know that I would have dumpster dived. You wouldn't the, have done some shrimp. rummaging? I would have I would have probably rummaged, but I don't know if I would have taken the shrimp just because like, I think I would I would have okay, so I would have not taken it from the garbage, yeah. but if I was the person who was in charge of like, hey, like, oh sure, stop, yeah, let me put this in the, the dumpster. Shrimp and throw it in the garbage. Like, okay, but I think I would have been like uh like shoveling it down indulging on the way. a little yeah. bit. I would have put it in a bag and then I would have like put the bag in my car. And then if someone caught me, they'd be like, wait, that's supposed to go to the trash. I'd be like, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm going to bring it to the dumpster yeah. near it's, my house. This isn't that great of a gig where if I get right. fired, I'm like, oh, well, now what am I going to do? They took a private jet. And as far as I can tell, um, you know, so where Nan is, I want to talk about Nan, but where Nan is, like, it's kind of unclear, sort of like time in the universe of succession. She's somewhere in wine country is what it seems like uh, in California. But the siblings are in Los Angeles. They're mm -hmm. hanging out in L.A. Uh, and then they go to Nan's via a private jet. Yeah. And so if it's in like Napa or something like that, that's one thing. But according to uh, uh, the, uh, the, the World Wide Web, Rob, and some internet sleuthing that has occurred, the, the house that uh, I keep wanting to call her Old Nan, but that's a Game of Thrones <laughs> character. I mean, I'm pretty sure Roman did call her uh, <laughs> old, old Nan. Oh, great, I get to talk to an old lady about yeah, newspapers. He does, so. he does say that. Uh, but the, the internet sleuthing uh, suggests that the shooting location for Nan's house is this $30.8 million mansion in Montecito, which okay. is in like Santa Barbara area okay. uh, that a former Google CEO uh, lived in. So what, they're taking a private jet from LA to Santa Barbara? Is that plane in the air for two minutes, Rob? <laughs> I'm sure it gets, it's done. You know, I, I do think that they Did have like correspondence that? on the show who tell them like uh, what they would would be doing in that? So, uh, are people flying from LA to Santa Barbara in a plane? Is that happening? I mean, I yeah, guess Harrison I, I, Ford look, probably is. Doing what that. are they gonna do? Dr like, first off, the traffic. Uh, <laughs> second. <laughs> 
You know, maybe. I, I don't know. Yes. Not the most outlandish thing that happens on this show. It, just when I thought about that, when I, when I, uh, if this is indeed where the pierces are shacked up, uh, it, it felt particularly gross and wasteful to me. So, I mean, I think that like there's a lot in the episode. Well, they fertilized the lawn with hundred dollar marks. Yeah, uh, Mark Mylod, the director, in the did you watch the after the episode? I at did. All? Yes. Yeah. He like talks about them as like this is them as like they're having like a new childhood. Uh, so it's like. They're, they're like, this is like playground bullying the, tactics is more yeah, what it the, is. The Roy children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a new childhood for the Roy children. They found camaraderie in each other. They're, you know, uniting against uh, Logan. They're like pushing him now on the schoolyard. And like, I feel like that metaphor is not great when you're looking at potentially next gen Roy is we've got something to say. I don't we've know what you have to sing. say. Yeah, yeah. song to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look, I'm looking forward to it. I got a taste for Epère Marché Van Ordinaire when I was 19 years old, and I have never been able to shake it. I like my wine thin and vinegary. Can we talk about old Nan? Can we talk about sure. Nan? Uh, I don't know that you and I have ever had a conversation about, uh, about Nan. I don't know when it would have come up. Uh, I don't know when we would have had the opportunity to have a big Nan conversation. Maybe if there was like a season two podcast that we did once upon a time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when we talked in season three, not really. I was not caught up in season two. I, I, my succession journey is that I uh, started to uh, ramp up in uh, like the fall of 2021 to get on board with uh, season three. Mm hmm. Uh, so you wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have had a Nan, a Nan chat. Uh, mm-hmm. We would not have gone uh, mano a nano, uh, as as Shiv says. Do uh, you yeah. like uh, all you the like writing? Nan Pierce? Is so, is, uh, so good, Are really. You a Nan, Nan Pierce person, a Pierce. She's fine. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, of course, uh, you know, we know her as a uh, president. I know. Yeah, she is the president of the United States, President Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. in the in the twenty four universe. Uh, you know, she, I guess Cherry Jones is always going to be in some sort of position of extraordinary power wherever yes. she shows up. Uh, were you surprised that we like got back into the Pierce story so quickly? This, this was, was this on your bingo card at all as a thing that we would ever revisit on the show? Not really. I hadn't really thought about the show, uh, too much in the offseason. I did not do a full rewatch. Yeah. I did ask my wife, who I thought was like a, in, in this with me, you know, uh, <laughs> who's famously watched The oh. Sopranos like multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, Hey, succession final season. Like, uh, let's go back. Let's do the re- rewatch. She was like, eh, no, I'm like, I thought you cared, I thought you cared about them. I'm like, eh, I, I don't yeah. need to go. You know, all right, fine. Um, so yeah, I didn't spend a ton of time with it coming into the season. I do feel like that that was a great episode, uh, where they were all together with, uh, the pierces. Yeah. Um, I did feel like, uh, it was uh, getting a little incestuous about the whole, like, uh, Tom, dating Tom and Naomi Naomi and, and Naomi and Ken and yeah uh I mean he says it's a non-sexual platonic meeting that's not mm-hmm. a business meeting but it was a business meeting yeah so did Tom like uh was this a slip up on Tom's part to have even mentioned the Pierce it seems like that there are like two things that sort of like uh confirm this to the kids of like what's going on right of tom mentions to shiv that he is uh seeing naomi pierce socially right uh, and that sort of puts the sort of like in, incepts them of like oh dad's trying to buy pierce and then also that there is an instagram post at logan's party where one of the pierces is tagged. Right. Now, I, yes. get, I don't know how Greg's date, unless she was a, some sort of corporate spy, Bridget. even knows who she is. Uh, to She's tag like a cloud of, chaser. So maybe she would know. Maybe she would know. With a capriciously large bag. Uh, uh-huh. That is really <laughs> very yeah. embarrassing. Did you I'm, note the size of the bag? Was it really that big? It was a large bag. Large bag. Yeah, I think yeah. you could have fit a, you know, uh, you know, a couple a, of CCTV cameras, uh, or at the very least, like uh, a small uh, personal pan pizza. Was she trying to rob the humidor? Is that mm-hmm. why they wound up in the humidor? She might is known for rummaging. Uh huh. Yeah, could have been rummaging the humidor. Yeah, did she rummage the humidor for, for for to fruition? I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so but, it's like a combination of her and potentially Tom. Yes. But was this, did, did Tom want, like, was, was Tom trying to, like, dangle something to Shiv to get her potentially, like, hey, what's going on over there? Mm, I feel like... I don't know how that benefits. Or did he make a mistake? Um, I think I think Tom screwed up. I think Tom screwed up. I think Tom uh, not only is Tom like not uh you know, he's not impervious. Like he's not perfect. Not only is Tom not perfect, but like by and large Tom's failures greatly overshadow his successes. Like his moment in the season 3 finale is such a shock because it's like wow, Tom you did it. Uh that's incredible. Uh, so I'm more used to the guy that we see screw this thing up mm -hmm. than the guy who nails it. Uh, so I think Tom, and you get this from that final scene with him and Shiv, is like he actually would like to like, he would like to have the accounting of what went wrong. And he would like to have the chance to like argue his case. He would like to be heard. He would like to be accepted. And I think he would like to heal this thing and have them get back together. And Shiv's going to have none of that. So I think from that outlook, it makes a lot of sense to me that Tom would call Shiv to be like, hey, this is a thing, but like, I'm not like seeing Naomi Pierce in case like we still have a shot here. So mm -hmm. I feel like it was that, but it clearly immediately gets weaponized. Can we go to that last scene with Shiv and yes. Tom? And, uh, you know, uh, after watching this a second time, uh, I really felt like I saw so much Logan in Shiv. Yeah. Uh, in the way that, like, when Logan is at the party and it's like, uh, you know, he's just missing, like, that antagonism of, like, uh, like somebody, like, give me a joke, roast me. Mm -hmm. And then he wants to, like, it's an invitation for him to come back and, like, counterpunch. And... I feel like that Shiv is like looking for that, like, uh, hey, Tom, are you bringing the models back here? Uh -huh. Are you doing all the positions with the models? Are they yeah. uh, yada, yada, yada your face uh, to get you to shut up? Uh, huh, Tom? Huh? Huh? Like, uh, I feel like that she's like looking for in the same way, like Logan is like, uh, like, uh, come on, cousin Greg, give me a Roast joke. Me. Like, yeah. And I just felt like that uh, she is uh, like also like in the same way, like I feel like that for the Roy's like uh, that, like familial antagonism, like makes them tick. Uh, and I just feel like that she's like uh, went back there almost like looking for the fight and Tom didn't want to give it to her. Yeah. He didn't yeah. want to give it to her. But then I, she got to say, no, no, no I don't think no, so. Tom. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I think I it, on the way over. Yeah. There are there are so many Loganisms in in these characters. Uh, like I think that the the language is infectious across the show. How many different times has he said F off and then his kids have said it and the people mm -hmm. around him. Uh, and I think that, yeah, as much as they kind of loathe their dad, loathe. and frankly, probably like loathe their parents generally. Yeah. Uh, there's so much like them. And that's, you know, a big tragedy of these kinds of things is like you're trying to escape the shadow of the 100 foot tall person and you're just a pygmy in the market. Mm -hmm. um, but you're now like a pygmy sized version of that 100 foot giant. Uh, so, you know, this this is this is tough stuff. As yes. somebody who's been roasted, by the way, Rob, mm -hmm. is this really something you want to invite? Was Logan making a mistake inviting a roasting uh, at this point in his life? Mm hmm probably i think that he probably could be uh roast but i think he also knows that like none of these people in the room uh are going to be able to do it everybody here is way too feckless to be able to actually roast logan so. can you define that for me mm, that would be tough um yeah. i want to go back to something else that tom did in this episode tom tells cousin greg the, uh -huh. the despicable cousin the disgusting, Greg. Disgusting. This is truly disgusting. You feel validated, by the way, with your cousin Greg takes. This episode feels like uh, this was in direct response. Is to... this your king, Internet? <laughs> is this who you stand, cousin Greg? <laughs> your hero? Your lovable cousin Greg? You you love him, right, everybody? <laughs> this guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, personally, I don't even think that Bryce and Wendell should keep podcasting with Cousin Greg. Oh, and, uh, gosh. He's really, he's really taking a turn. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, <laughs> that going back to Tom, 
Tom, he tells Cousin Greg that there are, hey, Logan's got closed circuit cameras everywhere everywhere. in here. You just made him a sex tape. You need to go, you know, tell Logan what he's doing. Now, I was like, okay, Tom is messing with Cousin Greg. Okay, Uh, yeah. Okay, he's messing with him. This is on my agenda to ask you about Okay. Okay. But... To the point of where the, you know, does the joke go too? Go, joke goes too far because then cousin Greg is going to then go and and apologize to Logue about what's going on, and Tom doesn't stop him. So now I'm thinking that maybe Logue does have the CCTV everywhere, and and we do see him at the end of the show, like watching watching, uh, you know, uh, a what he describes as a ball sack with a toupee. That's right. Um, what with a scotch. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was going to be, you know, after that he was going to switch over to reviewing all the CCTV footage. Yeah, the uh, the Nicholas Bratel soundtrack uh, gets a little funkier uh, in the post credit scene. If <laughs> I don't know what any of that means, it's like bass uh, riffs, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. very seventies. Okay, um, but if 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 Tom was joking and Logan didn't have the CCTV, I think Tom would have stopped. <laughs> like, like, no, 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 Greg, not not the not the right time. You think not so? the right time? You don't think that this would have been like the ultimate, like, oh, disgusting brother, I got you. you no, because I feel like that if if Greg is excommunicated from the family, is does Tom ultimately want that? Mm, probably not but maybe a self-loathing tom does but i don't know how how self-loathing he is at this point uh, like i feel like that tom enjoys watching greg suffer at his hands right to see to see we see how tom is so nervous about anything like that conversation about how he was heartened uh he's so scared of logan to have tom be just like publicly flocked by Logan in front of everybody. And Tom is so closely connected to cousin Greg. I don't think that Tom would want that. I think that that makes sense uh, to me. I, I, I actually maybe was like the gullible one who foolishly took Tom at his word immediately. Uh, we're like, oh, well, it makes a lot of sense to me that Logan would have cameras everywhere. He is a very wealthy person. He mm-hmm. is a very prominent figure in the universe of succession. And not only that, he is like a widely loathed figure. Loathed. He had yeah. he had Loathed and Roy. He had uh, he had pee thrown in his eye once upon a time. He got like a whole face mm-hmm. full of pee on the street. Uh, once uh, in his life. And I'm sure that's not the only Some of the Roy's like that, I think. Yeah, he's, I'm sure it's not the only time he's been uh, either assaulted or an assault has been attempted. This is why he's got his best pal Colin around all the time. So it would track for me that he has cameras in his home. My question then would be, um, are these these Chekhov's, is this Chekhov's CCTV, Rob? Uh, will something important come of the fact that Logan's uh, home is wired up, that there's video footage of all kinds of things? Will this come back around in some way, shape, or form? Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I, I I don't think so. Again, I think that it's like you more You plant of... a Cousin Gregory sex tape in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Does that Cousin Gregory sex tape not have to go off by the end of the season? <laughs> I think it did go off. I think that that is... <laughs> I think that's probably things. done. Yeah. I think that's probably done. But like, is there something to be done with the with the camera? Like, if we're on Logan Death Watch, for instance, which mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm on Logan Death Watch any minute now. I don't uh, think so. You don't think so? I could see the season ending with sort of like uh, the uh like i I don't know like uh i could see like an apocalyptic uh event at the end of the season (laughs) uh uh, more so than that you know a neat logan has died ending now now don't look up meteor is gonna come out yes Mm -hmm. yes i could see a don't look up type ending to succession I mean, that's a pretty good idea, actually. As that, I, I, I do feel like that, okay, while we were all just like, you know, bickering, also like these, uh, this, the Logan family did help usher in the end of humanity. Like, mm-hmm. I do feel like that that is like a. 
Logan non- goes full Earl Sinclair is what you're saying. He triggers mm-hmm. the volcanoes and yes. wipes out the dinosaurs. Yes, yeah. yes. The dinosaurs ending, I think, is on the table for succession. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I just feel like that the Logan dies, like, now what? Like, I, I feel like that's sort of like the first episode to a new show. Now, if Logan is... More so than an ending of this story. If Logan is Earl Sinclair, though, does that mean that the destiny has to be fulfilled that one of the babies has to hit him in the head with a frying pan? Uh, Does that have to happen at some point by the end of Succession Season 4? And who would Mm -hmm. it be? And what is the proverbial frying pan? These are the questions that I'm asking. Mm -hmm. Keep me up at night. Um, Not the mama. Not the mama. Well, yeah. I mean, the mama's out of the picture. I mean, Carrie might be the mama. Do you you have any strong thoughts about Carrie, the advisor slash assistant slash friend slash question mark, question mark, question mark. She's been, uh, you know, lurking in the background for like a season or so at this mm-hmm. point. And now she's like deeply in the foreground. Uh, Carrie is. Uh, yeah. Some of the theories had been that Logan was going to uh, they were going to like extract Logan's sperm and potentially create a new Logan Jr. Who said that? This was in the season three finale that there was like uh, there was uh, like stuff that was in the show or that was like uh, people on the Internet were saying there was like it was literally Connor's like they're putting stuff to make him more fertile in his fruit juice in in his smoothie. Right. Right. Uh, This this episode for my and I was looking for it, like didn't really do anything to advance that plot line. If there's like frozen logans somewhere in the world i didn't think we got any i don't think we have that kind of time like uh nine months to gestation is like uh, you know more than the timeline of like (laughs) sure but (laughs) you need five more seasons for that if time is a flat circle on succession and if time is like just a real construct uh then maybe it could happen tomorrow you know who knows Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think so next episode i don't think so it could be carrie uh so you're not thinking that logan's gonna die interesting i think that he's got to i really feel like especially the you know i think it could be like end of the series final scene he's alone type of thing but it does feel like sort of the the promise of the show is like he's got to die and what happens once he's gone uh and this this episode of him like talking about it in such vivid detail maybe i'm getting strung along again uh like maybe like i'm Mm -hmm. in like sort of the same position that so many of the characters on the show are in where it's like uh you underestimate logan roy at your own peril this guy's never gonna die i kind of feel like that if you look at like the real life like uh logan roy's like uh they they hang around forever like i think that that there are generations of people like that wait for them to die and they don't die they don't so yeah (laughs) like i i just don't know like is is this logan's story is 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 the show logan's story where he's the protagonist and like in a tony soprano like uh you know type way of like okay the show ends when logan ends right or is the show really about like this family and about these kids and i i think that it would be like such a w- like wouldn't we want to see what happens like uh to the family like in his passing so i feel like that that would be kind of like an unsatisfying ending of like okay dad's dead show's over the end yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, if we're not talking about like we're on whatever watch we're on for Logan, I would be curious because you you've said Kendall's your guy. Kendall's your favorite of the of the Roy's. He is a really uh, is quiet... that bad? I I love I, I no, love I'm a Kendall. Huge Kendall fan. I love Kendall I, fan. I love Kendall. Love Kendall. Jeremy Strong's incredible. I'm not just saying that because mm-hmm. he's my new best friend. Uh, I'm saying it because he's incredible and the acting is so good. Uh, question his method, if you will, but he's so good. Um, but it's 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 like a really quiet episode for him. And according to my interview with jeremy strong he thinks that that's like that's by design and he's just really happy he says uh kendall's really happy to just be in a band uh like he's happy to like be in the band Mm -hmm. with his siblings uh and he says uh in the interview with me he does say but just when i thought i couldn't go any lower enter season four um that is very ominous and i wonder what you think that means as far as kendall has this really quiet premiere he seems very supportive of the acquisition of pierce mm-hmm. is he plotting is he scheming is there something bubbling in the background or like circumstances just going to give out from underneath these kids 
So I, I do feel like that uh, Kendall does have like a side of him where he is like kind of like capable and does is like, you know, has like some like halfway decent like business instincts, but also like is a very broken person and then does get like distracted uh, with like a lot of these other vices. So I don't know. I think that he's fr- uh, like, I think he's pretty cards up in terms of like what his like objectives are. But then I also do think that, you know, he's had like these self-destructive tendencies. So I I don't think that he is like playing two different games in terms of like what he's trying to do business wise. I do think that there are sometimes like his vices, uh, which then end up sort of like sidetracking, like what he wants to do from a business perspective. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious to see where they take him because it's such an uncharacteristically subdued episode for him. Uh, And like, especially compared to like every season premiere has had this hugely major Kendall component. And this was not that. Mm -hmm. So what's being reserved from us? Uh, Is it just like, is there something actively being withheld? That's not really Succession's style. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but like, what is being reserved narratively, I guess. Like, where's this thing going to go? Because you yeah. can't imagine this season doesn't have him popping off at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Roman is going to go back to Logan at some point. Like, yeah. uh, he seemed the least excited about this and is, like, always, like, the most likely person to r- go running back to, to Logan. That. I guess we maybe yeah. we've seen that to some degree before, but I think that... Uh, if then ultimately there's another betrayal that happens like among the children, like that could be something that sends uh, Kendall into a spiral. Yeah, potentially. Um, Closing out here, Rob, and just looking ahead at the next episode, I want to give you the title and then let's try and guess what happens the same way that we did with the monsters. Reese said there was, I didn't see a lot of cheese being passed around at Logan's birthday. No, I mean, uh, it was, I thought it was interesting that it was Logan who Logue, uh described uh, like the party was like the monsters. Um, yes. Like I feel like that the 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 comparison that I was talking about last week about like the, the actual like Roy family being the monsters. Uh, like I thought like had some interesting comparisons, but like um, Logan does he always make this many references like uh, he was like a regular like Ted Lasso uh yeah. this week of like yeah. uh oh these people they're like the monsters like yeah. uh he's like uh he's regular Sid Caesar over here like yeah, uh, he's like an evil Ted Lasso he's like mm-hmm. Led Tasso uh this is this is more Logan's uh style in this one uh I don't know he's not really like such a pop culture quote machine typically uh, mm-hmm. but he's had his moments um, mm-hmm. yeah okay so sixties pop culture Episode two. Let's see if we can't figure out what this is okay. going to be about. It is called rehearsal. 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 Do we think Nathan Fielder will be showing up? Oh, yes. Yeah, so they're going to like, they need to go and to have a conversation with their dad. They're tough conversations. Yeah. So they're going to They need to rehearse it. all the possible outcomes of how this is going to go with Logue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know what would be uh, rehearsed. Um, there is, uh, I mean, I think literally like, could they be rehearsing, trying to go to their dad and explaining themselves? Uh, I think it's impossible. Uh, I think that the probably most obvious one is, uh, Connor's wedding is coming up. So is this like a rehearsal dinner episode Connor that we might be getting, getting married into? Under the Statue of Liberty with bum fights, Josh. Yeah. Do you want to go to that? Is you that, don't rehearse that. Is that exciting? Yeah, you just really want to throw them in? Is that how it goes? Yeah, I don't think that really you um like uh, would have the rehearsal dinner like there. Barbed uh, wire and with stuff. barbed wire and yeah. uh, bum fights. Yeah. I mean, that's not the re- that's the wedding. The rehearsal dinner could be classier. That's like the intimate uh, family affair. No, look, weddings are big deals on Succession, but I I don't know. I don't think that we're gonna have like a true rehearsal dinner for if Connor's, Connor's wedding, wedding goes the way that he just pitched it. Uh, that's gonna put the other weddings to shame. Uh, I don't know that this show can. That's too much wedding. Should be the name of that episode. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think that uh, we'll get it. Look, uh, it might just be like a throwaway line of dialogue like the Munsters was. So uh, we'll we'll see. 
But I feel like that maybe they're maybe rehearsing like some sort of like, okay, the shareholders are here. Mm -hmm. We're going to like go out there. You say this, I'll say this, I'll say this. Uh, and then ultimately things go haywire. Okay, well, we'll see. Sunday night is rehearsal coming up. We still got some more Succession podcasts to go here on Post Show Recaps, including an end-of-week wrap-up. The great Emily Fox will be joining wow, the podcast to give some takes. We'll be doing that one live on the YouTubes. So go to PostShowRecaps.com slash YouTube to subscribe there if you want to watch the video version, or go to PostShowRecaps.com slash subscribe to subscribe to the Succession feed, the Rob and Josh show, all the other good things that we've got going on here if you got any feedback you want to send in posterrecaps.com slash ask is the way um rob anything else from succession you wanted to make sure we got into here not enough jerry yeah limited amounts of jerry she well she couldn't do with all of this horribleness she mm -hmm. didn't want to get involved in the roasting or the guess the scent either mm -hmm. didn't want to be involved in that yeah. Okay. Win a buck only for Win that. Win a buck. Yeah. yeah. Win a um, buck. Yes. Uh, also, uh, I just feel like that uh, not enough is uh, being talked about. Roman, who's firing on all cylinders. I think that almost every single line that Roman said in the episode was just like such a home run. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't think I can look at an omelet anytime soon. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I'm going to look at omelets anytime soon and think about them as breakfast good. It's just, you know, the writing every single line of that. Like, there can't be a boring scene on succession just because, like, I don't even care what's happening. It's just mm -hmm. that the dialogue is just so incredible in every single scene. Yeah, should we come into this podcast next time with like a top five lines from each of us, and we top can uh, five hundred? They should be the hundred. Yeah, let's do the one hundred. The one hundred best lines from yeah. each episode of Succession. Maybe what we could do is we could go out to Vulture's list of the hundred and see who would be willing to come onto the podcast with us to give. Their we top might be able lines. to get Parvati at ninety three. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, ninety uh, third most powerful person on the hundred. That's uh. I feel like we could aim higher. No offense. You want Stormy Daniels? <laughs> 69. I think we could go higher than 69. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just looking okay. to see like who's gettable past that point. Um, who's Lil Baby? Oh, hip-hop. Is that somebody who I don't know, Lil Baby? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know if we can get Lil Baby. Mm -hmm. Uh Aaron Sorkin. You want to get Aaron Sorkin on the podcast? Like Aaron Sorkin. Jason uh, Sudeikis. All right. 62. Jason Sudeikis. I'm going to reach out to the Ted Lasso people. We'll drop this in the Ted Lasso feed. It'll be a great time. That's how we'll do this. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's what we'll get. That's what we'll That'd get be going. huge. That'd be huge. Um, all right. That's the podcast this time around. Rob, what's going on in your neck of the woods? You got a live show here coming up here. Yeah, I'll be live in Raleigh, North Carolina for a live survivor uh, viewing coming up here. Very excited about that on Wednesday night. So uh, we've got that going on. And then everything else uh, that I'm doing over on robhasawebsite.com. Okay, follow Rob at Rob Sesternino wherever you can find him. I'm at Round Howard. We'll be back with more Succession podcasts very soon, and Rob and I will be back next week talking rehearsal. Until then, everybody, F off! <laughs> <laughs>